0: Hello, Ravens. This is your podcast host, Sam, with a special announcement. It is time again for our 24 hour live stream. We do it every so often, probably like once or twice a year. Yay for us! That is coming up on July 30th, starting at midnight Pacific time. Please come out and join. We are raising money for the Seattle Children's through Extra Life. Again, a dollar, five dollars, a thousand dollars, whatever you can give. Again, would be greatly appreciated. And if you can't give and just want to hang out, that is fine as well. So again, this coming Saturday, July 30th, midnight. And thank you for this time.
1: Hey, Ravens, it's your editor, Puppet Master N. I wanted to jump in and just let you know that this episode sounds a little bit different because we lost the original audio. But if you just hang in there with us, it is a great episode regardless.
0: Welcome to the Game Raven Review Podcast. We are a collective of content creators, writers, and indie enthusiasts whose mission is to introduce gamers to hidden gems in the indie game world. I am your host, Sam, and I am joined as I am every week by some very talented individuals as we discuss the world of indie games. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the experience of burnout, something that I think we all pretty much get, whether it be in games or just in life in general. Um, But before we get into any of that, I'd like to introduce who I have with me this week. First, starting off with Taz, who is our Twitch team lead. Taz, how are you?
2: I'm uh, tired. How are you?
0: I'm also tired. I didn't sleep last night. Dang. Didn't sleep at all. And by like 6 to 7 a.m., I was like, you know what? Just gonna be up today.
2: <laughs> uh
0: but Taz, glad to have you here. Thank you. Uh next, Puppet, who is our editor in chief. Puppet, how are you?
1: I'm good, Sam. I actually woke up at four thirty this morning because uh my um friend went to the airport early early and I was just up. So I was like, okay. So I grabbed my paper, did my face mask, hung out. <laughs> Now I'm here.
0: I'll be doing I'm going to av- a nap avocado later. Mask. You know, I've been doing a little av- avocado mask myself.
1: Oh, know. I haven't done you avocado. Know. I did a little, like, jelly eye, under eye masks. Yeah.
0: You know, cause I'm getting those bags. And, like, re- this is a really some talks right now. It's just, that, <laughs> I like, I got to get a... Like, my friend asked me, like, what do you do for your, like, skin routine? I was like, what's... Mm-hmm. The, what's another answer besides no? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I've been looking at a few things. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I can to any younger. Time is a concept that keeps moving forward, sadly.
1: So yes, guys, I
0: know. be. I'll talk I to mean. you after this, Puppet, about different different things we might be trying. Anywho, uh, Puppet, yes. glad to have you here, looking beautiful as always. Thank you, thank you. As you are also very I was handsome say, as I man. didn't get that, but thank. I, you. I, appreciate I, that. I I I was coming around. Thank you, thank guys. Thank you. Always always here. Appreciate it. Always, handsomes
1: i did i did wake him up by like putting the jellies on his face
2: and i just slapped it on I, there i can like, see oh, I, yeah, thought I, gray, I, shiny
1: his I thought it was a gummy worm i swear to god
2: i was so tired i thought it was a gummy worm so i, I tried to like eat it i thought she oh. was feeding it to me
1: oh that's what you were doing i was like what is he doing yeah, right i didn't
0: know who it was.
1: they do kind of feel like gummy worms a little bit yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. that's the next wave right there Candy gummy masks <laughs> that, uh, that you
1: can eat afterwards. Reasonable. I feel like sugar is not good for your skin, though.
0: Shh. Don't, don't, oh. don't ruin this for me.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean sugar-free to that
0: masks. Way. There we go. Oh, sugar-free. There it is. That,
1: honey, that, that. honey masks. Honey is
0: good. <laughs> so to get us back on the rails, back <laughs> on somewhere else, here we also have a special guest, Jen again, who is a solo developer of Law Mage Academy. How are you? Hi, I'm good. It's
3: eleven thirty five PM in the Philippines. And but I'm I'm fine. I usually sleep at one AM. Look, thanks for being thanks for inviting me here. I
0: am really happy to be here again. <laughs> I'm glad to have you, as I think everyone is, and thank you all for being here today, and we'll be right back to what we've been playing. See you there. Raven Review Podcast with our segment What We Are Playing as we discuss every week about what we've been playing. Yeah, It's pretty self-evident in the wording. Um, what have I been playing? As of recording I played um, Puppy's Playtime Chapter 2. Um, There have been some revelations about mob games and the developers of that game sadly that I don't know isn't the best um some plagiarism um accusations some bullying accusations um things that have been backed up with some information some that have just been more of just accusations in which i say make your own decision I-, I am not here to tell you how to think i'm just saying that i did play the game um i thought it was okay do I have problems with some of their practices? Yes. Do I believe a company that gives you NFTs but not subtitles is a little sketchy? Yes. <laughs> because when you give me NFTs before you give me a game and then when I go into your game, it's like, oh, where are the subtitles that were in chapter one? Oh, there are all none? Great. Oh, hey, can I save all the changes that I made for my graphics? No? Great. Oh, there's a bug that... Sometimes will lock you into your game in which you can't proceed. Great. Appreciate you. Mm. you. You know what? I have Steam. Steam's a wonderful thing that you can ask for refunds on and get your money back. Um but yeah, do you research kids? Um if you like the game, that's great. If you don't, that's also fine. Um, but again, I Probably won't be playing Chapter 3, but you know, hey, whatever happens, happens. That game was a journey, (laughs) to say the least. But outside of me, Taz, what have you been playing?
2: I've been playing Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, Remind DLC. Uh, Just kind of cruising. You know, when I have a good night to spare, I'll knock out a world. Uh, last night I 100%ed um, Monsters Inc. and I just landed in the uh, uh, Frozen world. Uh, I'm trying to get. I'm not trying to. I am successfully. Uh, My plan, my route is I'll go through a world like normal. I'll I'll keep a better eye out for like lucky emblems and treasure chests. uh, But I won't like do it all in one in this first run. Because I feel like that just kind of burns me out quicker. Whereas if I just kind of complete the story, I go back to the world. And then I'll like, you know, respectfully use like walkthroughs because i'm not trying to because i've already played the game so i'm just gonna use my walkthrough just kind of knock it out um which and i'll also play on critical mode so it also allows me to grind when i'm like on my way to those destinations i can like knock out some heartless and some unversed and whatnot uh to get all the lucky emblems all the treasure chests i'm not looking forward to frozen's world because that was deemed and i agree the worst world in kingdom hearts 3 um But, you know, it had a cool Keyblade, so we're going to get through it. You know, we're just going to fight our way through. Whatever, it's fine. Um, But the game just reminds me, like, how much of a Disney game it is and not a Square Enix game because it seems like Sora just, like, forgot how everything works and just, like, drives me nuts. Drives me up a freaking wall. Whoever wrote, like, Sora's dialogue this time around, didn't play any of the games and is having to. I swear, having to ask their own questions in this game so that they can get a better understanding is driving me up a freaking wall. Um, so I have high hopes for four, but I'm just critiquing three a little bit more so than when I did when I first played it when it first came out.
0: You, it's it's like you know they it's like Kingdom Hearts has like not a straightforward like story that anyone. Who is off the street to just realize and know. Yeah. Not as if you have to play like five different side games. Oh, yeah. And also like a mobile browser game. Mobile oh, browser and
2: a movie. And uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yep, 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 Reminds not the one that has like the special fights at the end, is it?
2: Uh, I believe it does. I uh, Okay. I think, well, because that happened in like the original, but I know like all the Final Fantasy characters come back t- due to nice. like the the DLC so but I've never played it I'm getting there I'm getting there so I'll let you know okay. Okay. Okay.
0: All right puppet
1: This week I um got to play a couple really cool games um <clears throat> of course I'm always playing Pokemon Cafe Remix and I did just get DJ Charmander so that was fun <laughs> I love that guy I love his uh headphones very jealous but aside from that, I uh, got to demo the PC version of Poly Vita, which is a little indie game that's coming out soon. And um, it's by Alejandro Zelensky. Um, and it is, uh, it's a puzzle game. Um, and it was originally released on mobile, but now it's coming to Steam. Um, and basically you play as this little girl, her name is Maya, and she's lost within her dreams. Um, and you have to find fragments of her soul in order to escape um and have her wake back up again um and it's super chill um the music is original um uh the dev composed it himself and um it's his first game and um it's very cozy so if you're looking for like a chill cozy vibe I highly recommend Polyvita. Vita. Go wishlist it. It's free to wishlist everyone. That was a good one. And then I also got to play um, a really wonderful, beautiful game called Ikai. And it is a, a psychological horror and it's based in the feudal era um, in Japan. And basically you're a priestess, a really young priestess who is, uh, f- has found herself alone in, in this shrine and is trying to stave off all of the, um, the demons that are coming in. And, um, there's a lot of jump scares. There's really cool puzzles. Um, I played about half of it, uh, last night for Spooky Saturday and it's made by three people who make up, um, End Flame Studios. And um, I'm very impressed by it. The graphics are beautiful and the aesthetic is just really wonderful. Um, And the sound design too. Oh my gosh, I was very impressed by the sound design. Um, Anyway, I decided to play that game because my brother, Sam, recently wrote a review on it on our site, gameravenreview.com. It's just very well written. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I need to play this game. So that is uh, that's my spooky game right now that I'm playing on spooky Saturdays, and I highly recommend. And Vernius, I think you would like this game a lot, actually. Um, it's a short psychological horror. I know you like you like the short horror games too, so do check it out.
3: I like watching people play short horror games. <laughs> I don't like playing
0: joy horror games. <laughs>
1: Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you guys, can go and watch Puppet Play it on the on the Twitch. I might.
1: Yes, on Saturday and, nights. Saturday. I
3: googled it. It looks scary, which in a, in a good way, it's a good
0: thing.
1: <laughs> yes, it is.
0: What is. Is this a mud snake? What is this? I I I don't know what this is. I'm watching the trailer. I'm confused on what this is slithering at me. And I just say, when you say psychological
3: horror, it's my kind of horror, right? Because you're not expecting monsters and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when I googled Ikai, I was like, B, this ain't psychological horror. This is horror horror.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: this is agent horror. Why are you lying to me?
1: <laughs> I don't okay, know. So okay, so they, they, like, they call it psychological horror in the description and like... I guess more so, like, because, like, psychological horror to me is like atmosphere, and so most of the okay. game is like atmosphere, but there are a few like jump scare type things. <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: wait, so it's not like you have a weapon or anything. No, you have you, have have, you don't have
1: anything. anything. No, no.
3: All right, all right. So yeah. boxers, Okay, all right. Cool, yeah, cool.
1: and you do have to draw, which was the hardest part for me, because I have learned that drawing with a mouse is um, not <laughs> my strong suit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you have to like draw these different seals. And this little girl was like, it's not good enough. And I'm like, you're not good enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm so frustrated. Oh my goodness. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. Great game. Great game.
0: Very nice. And last but certainly not least, Jin, what have you been playing? So I'll start with my side games,
3: <laughs> the, the side character games. Uh, Wild Rift, the mobile version of League of Legends, just for fun, no ranked modes. Second is Echoes of Mana, which is the mobile Gacha title for the Mana series. If you've played, if you know the Mana series, Legend of Mana, Swords of Mana, Sword of Mana, things like that. So they have a mobile game where it's a, it's like a. Uh, what you call this, Avengers type where all the different franchises are in one game. It has a stamina system, so it's a side game. My main game is Final Fantasy VII First Soldier. I'm not a battle royale first-person, third-person shooter kind of guy, but I really enjoy this one because first of all, the community is amazing. It's small, but it's very wholesome for a battle royale game. <laughs> and we you know how toxic those games can be, right? There is a community. It's super wholesome. And not only does it have guns, it has melee and magic, and a leveling system, so my problem with Battle Royale is that a lot of people tend to camp, hide in bushes, hide in in buildings, and that makes it very boring because you're just waiting, but in this game there are actually monsters that you can fight and you're encouraged to fight them so you can level up and get some money to buy more potions and materia and, and stuff so that's what makes it fun for me even though I don't like I don't like uh, shooter games because I can actually fight monsters and bosses because there are bosses in the game too, which if you if you defeat them, you get more resources and stuff. So that's my main game, but I, I, I take a break. That's why I'm playing three games, all, all of them in mobile, because I just like playing in short bursts. Uh, but other than that, uh, I, I've, I've been good with, with the game so far.
0: All right. Look at the trailer for that one. It also looks like for this being a mobile game, it looks really good. And again, I guess we can stop saying that nowadays, like, it's for a mobile game. Mobile (laughs) games are pretty much just PlayStation 4s just in your hands. This does look good though.
3: The trailer looks awesome. I wish they promoted more outside of Japan, because in Japan, they're getting a lot of ads there and tie-ups and collaborations. So I wish they just run more ads uh, for the global. For everyone else outside Japan, actually.
0: So yeah, I didn't know this existed. I didn't know this existed at all.
3: Yeah, my, my only problem is the optimization. It it only runs at 30 FPS, and there's still some FPS drops during intense fights where you play with teams and you know there's material flying all around, thunders, fireballs, and blizzards. It will get a bit laggy, but other than that, the the design itself is is very well done. It's very fun. The fun factor is there. So,
1: very
0: nice. All right. Well, thank you all for your answers. And we'll be right back with the question of the week. See you there. And welcome back to the Game Raven Review podcast with our segment question of the week. Every day in our Discord, we ask a question and we pull one of those questions for our podcast. If you'd like to join our Discord, please go to GameRavenReview.com and a link to our Discord will be right there. The question I pulled for this week is, what are your opinions on silent protagonists? A.K.A. Link, A.K.A. Red from Pokemon. People who do not say the words, usually, outside of like a, Yeah! Or something of that nature. Uh, let's start with you, Taz. Taz, how do you feel about silent protagonists? I hate it. Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> Next. So for me, okay, first let's define what a silent protagonist is, right? So what I like about silent, it's, it's like the opposite of normal RPGs where you can't choose what the protagonist says. You, can't, you just listen to what they're going to say. Uh, they have their own reactions. You don't choose how they will react or they will respond to other characters. You have their own voice lines, of course. Silent protagonists, on the other, on the other hand, obviously don't. They don't have their own uh, voices, their their own voice actors, and the players will choose uh, what they will respond to, what they will say. And my first experience with that, I guess, now that you mentioned it, Pokemon, right? But it didn't sink in to me that it was a silent protagonist, uh, but Persona 3 and Persona 4, that's when I really thought that, hey, I like this kind of game uh, with the silent protagonists. But then, yeah, you also look at, at examples like Breath of the Wild, and I'm so sorry, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of open-world games. But you have Breath of the Wild where, yeah, exactly as that said, you only have two options, doesn't matter. You just have a different reaction, they have a different one-liner reaction to whatever you chose. And you see it as a lot in mobile games as well, uh, the anime mobile games. They, they try to make dialogue options, but it doesn't really matter what you say. In that regard, I don't like Silent Protagonists for executed that way. But those that are executed like Persona 4, Persona 3, and similar games, I like it that way because it really affects... Um, the interactions. Maybe not the major sto- storyline, the main plot point. Maybe it could, maybe it don't. But just make it affect uh, in some way. the Maybe the relationship is faster, you get a bonus stat, you get a bonus item, things like that. So it depends on how it's executed for
0: me. Nice, nice. Puppet.
1: Yeah, I my answer is kind of similar to, to Jin's, I think. Um, it depends on the kind of game. Um, if... It's an RPG where um, I am role playing as like some character that isn't necessarily part of a story, but is, um, you know, supposed to be me in that world. Then, yeah, I do like silent protagonists like in Pokemon. Um, However, uh, if... If there is a story behind the character that you are playing, I do like it when they're not silent because then I can kind of get to know who they are a little bit more. I can um, hear their voice and the way that they speak and I can get to know, like, um, who am I like in this story? And it it allows me to immerse myself in the world a little bit more um, and to understand the story better. Um, so, yeah, kind of. Just kinda depends
0: on the on uh what's going on. Nice, nice. It doesn't bother me either way. Kinda like mentors it. Like with Pokemon, if my protagonist in the next game just started speaking, I would be like, What are you oh, is that how you sound? Oh. Like first of all, voice acting, great. Or even lines of dialogue of being like, No, I will defeat the whatever evil thing I'm having to f- defeat for <laughs> for the new game. Like that would be kind of weird, because again, we've never had it wow like if link started talking that also would be kind of weird because it's like usually Link doesn't say words either it's like wait are you, are you saying things but then you i've also seen the argument of well they are saying things because you are choosing that option it's just we don't get to see what they're saying right so it's not as if that person just isn't talking whatsoever it's just we don't get to see what their dialogue would be or like in the new pokemon game where you can't select something but well, they are actually saying those words you just don't see the line of them saying that word which i'm like sure i guess i would again pokemon billions of dollars just just give me the extra line just please um again indie game indie game also indie game (laughs) um but it doesn't bother me either way like i if they speak great if they don't speak okay like if i don't get their lines of dialogue that to me is fine in games like a Fallout, I think it would be weird for you, to, for you to have, you know, your main protagonist who just doesn't say anything at all. That would be weird because that game is very highly into your dialogue choices. Hmm. Pokemon isn't in that isn't in that lane. So kind of like Puppet, where like certain certain games I think should have that, while other games it's okay for you to not have it. And either way, I'm still going to play the game. I'm not going to be mad at it if it doesn't have that, where my protagonist is just, you know, links in yeah, all the time. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think...
0: I shouldn't have looked up. Shouldn't have looked up.
2: <laughs> I, I think it only works if it's, like, ingrained in the character. If, if it's if it's recognized, if it's, like, oh... And I, I know I've seen a couple of games like this, which is like, oh, you don't talk much, do you? Great. I can, I can be fine completely with the rest of the game, with my character not saying anything. Now that it's, like, acknowledged... Because it's other games where it's like, it seems like they're a silent protagonist only to you, not to the rest of the world, which doesn't make any sense to me at all. The only effect, the most effective, now hear me out, the most effective silent protagonist, Crash Bandicoot. Everyone knows he's just a freaking, like, bandicoot animal that's trying to get his apples. Everyone else can talk, his sister can talk, everyone can talk, but Crash, he's just a little animal troll thing, so it's, that's totally okay. And it's an acknowledged, so boom, there you go. Off you go.
0: So, like, you, you need a line, oh, you don't talk a lot, do you, stranger? Yeah, it's like, ah, okay. oh, yes. Gotcha. Exactly. Speak. Mm-hmm. Now I can, just, okay. I, can, I can be totally fine.
1: Zelda was kind of like that, too. Like, the reason Link doesn't talk is because of how much, uh, how much pressure he's under all the time. Um, and he just kind of learned to be quiet. Um, so there kind mm-hmm. of like is mm-hmm. and there's some dialogue in some of the games where they're like oh you, you don't talk a whole lot and like Zelda um, in Breath of the Wild I think uh, she gets frustrated because she wants to know him and he d- he just doesn't like share because he's just so stressed out all the time which totally makes sense so I don't know maybe I would argue that for, for the Zelda too I don't know
2: for sure. And that was totally fine. All the other games like Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time, every other Zelda game, great. But because they added weird dialogue options in in Breath of the Wild that kind of broke that a little bit. It's just kind of like huh. They could have they completely left it alone and be fine. But I totally agree. You're absolutely right
0: all right and hey if you would like to answer these questions please again join our discord at gameravenreview.com a link to our discord is right there again gameravenreview.com a link on the very top of the page says the word discord and you can join if you would like to and we'll be right back with our main segment right after this And welcome back to the Game Raven Review podcast with our main topic for today, which is experiencing burnout. Again, as I mentioned earlier, something something I think we all kind of experience in one way or another, whether it be through gaming or just, again, life in general, especially work, especially work. Um, so let's go around. What does burnout look like to you? Jen, here we go. <laughs> all right.
3: Burnout is like wanting to, you know what you want to do. You know what you have to do and what you want to do, but not having the energy or the motivation to start. And even if you do start it, even if you try to force yourself to start it, you get tired very easily and and you feel guilty because of it. (laughs) So again, it's knowing what you want, wanting to start, But it's either you cannot start working on it or you get tired very easily and then you feel guilty. For me, that's what burnout looks like. What about everyone else?
1: Yeah, I would say uh, that's very similar to how I feel. Um, It's like uh, when you're really passionate about something and um, then suddenly one day you wake up and every time you think about that thing, you just dread it. whether that's work or a project or a person or anything, um, I think it can apply to a lot of different parts of life. Um, I think a lot of the times it happens with people's work. So for me in particular, um, I don't know. It's it's looked different ways. Sometimes I've been burnt out, and I haven't I haven't known that I was. Um, I remember at one point walking out of the place where I worked and my, my ears were like ringing. <laughs> and I was like, that's weird. And I got home and I just like passed out. And later I just learned, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm burnt out right now because I am working three jobs and I'm not getting enough sleep. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't care about anything that I'm doing. <laughs> So uh, yeah, um, for me being burnt out, I don't consciously always realize that it's happening, but my body does, if that makes sense. So I'll get headaches and my ears will ring and I'll just not feel good at all. And yeah, it's very strange.
0: What about you, Taz?
2: Um, I think I've been experiencing burnout, I I wanna say probably for the first time in my life, like major hardcore burnout um, within the last couple of months with like light like general life burnout similar to like what puppet said you kind of just like don't realize it's happening um because like i try to keep firm boundaries in everything that i do i don't do anything without like this might sound greedy but like i don't do anything without like getting you know paid for it or having some kind of reimbursement that way there's some kind of it, it, it juggles and that's my own personal boundary that's my own personal thing I'm just like or like time like doing anything from like this time to this time only that way I don't experience burnout um, but lately just like life and work especially it's it's been pretty bananas so for me personally what it looks like is just like I don't have the energy to do anything like productive even my weekends you know like, like you know I saw this thing it's just like yeah bring in like normalized three-day weekends because two-day weekends one day is for fun the other day is like other home life things that you have to do or have to get done and then you're back to your nine to five five days a week so that's not fun so like school has been difficult for me because like i had a good like mentality towards it and then just like coming home from work i'm just like i can't i can't do anything productive you know and i feel bad for it you know it's you feel guilty i think you said that pretty well just like you feel guilty for it um and so making some life decisions and trying to balance that is super important when you learn when you start experiencing those things
0: Going to our next question about when was the last time you experienced burnout? So for you, I think it's kind of more recent, correct? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. What about you, Puppet?
1: Yeah, Um. so not many people know this about me, but I have a, a, a dissociative um, disorder. And so I don't always know myself very well at all. <laughs> um, And so... I don't, again, I don't always know when I'm feeling um, burnt out. Um, I think it also takes me a lot longer to recover from being burnt out. And I think it was like right before the pandemic that I um, was experiencing it. Um, When I do something, I do it like 500%. I overdo things all the time. Um, And at that point I was like, you know, like I mentioned working three jobs and um, it was, you know, I had a lot of responsibility on my shoulders um, because I cared a lot about everything that I was doing. And uh, I didn't have any margins in my calendar. I just, anytime I had a free moment, I was helping someone or I was hanging out with someone or like, you know, whatever i i just i didn't have space to do nothing and because i'm just the kind of person who doesn't who gets bored easily and i just don't like doing nothing and i didn't realize how much that was affecting me physically um and uh luckily i you know kind of hit a wall and um realized i need to just pare down i need to have just one job because it has been years ever since i started Like, literally since I was 15, I always had school and one or two jobs. And when I got done with school, I had three jobs plus. Um, And I was just going, going, going. And it all just kind of like, it caught up with me. And I physically couldn't do much of anything. I I would get home and I would just be a zombie. And it made me so sad because I just didn't care about being with my family or um enjoying my weekends or anything at all. I don't think I even had a weekend. I think I worked 7 days a week actually at that point. Um so that was kind of the last time that I felt really burnt out and then the pandemic hit and I started working from home and I've I'm learning and I'm you know I'm still working on balance. Um but it has taken me a while to to recover from from just feeling that burnt out um, from all those years, just always going, always, always going. We're taught so much, at least here in the US um, and probably many other parts of the world, but like we have this culture of, if you're not productive, then you're not worthy of anything. (laughs) So then we convince ourselves that we have to like always be productive constantly. and that's really hurt, I think, a lot of us. And I'm one of those people.
0: And Jen, how about you?
3: The major burnout was last year, November, when I released the latest demo of Lawmage Academy. And I told myself, okay, I'm gonna take a one month break and then I'll go back to, to working on it, finish the next part of the development phase, which is the third month. And I, I felt guilty because it was three my, my break turned to like three to four months and I still wasn't doing anything. <laughs> I was way behind my initial schedule and now I'm catching up slowly. I think I was able to to find a way out of it. but man a guilt I, I didn't know when it was gonna end, right I, I tried giving myself more time. My one month break became two months, my two months became three months. And I was getting worried, like, is this gonna end? Is this gonna end soon? I need to (laughs) stop getting burnt out soon. So I tried to force myself to work on it, but then I would immediately feel more burnt. I I would feel tired because I was burnt out. Uh, So that was the last time I was majorly burnt out by something, November, 2021
0: sort of okay um what do you guys think helps in the times of burnout
1: well um moonlit autumn in chat actually just uh just said currently burnt out and playing animal crossing um and i totally relate um to that because uh when i was feeling really burnt out um, you know, again, it it affects me more physically than it does uh, probably a lot of people. But um, I literally played Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing for thousands of hours because they were games where I felt like I had space. And I didn't have to. Um, I didn't have to get up or do anything physically, and I could still feel like I was accomplishing something. <laughs> you know, you see those memes all the time of like, you know, what have you accomplished during the pandemic? And somebody shows them, look at my island on Animal Crossing. <laughs> That was totally me. Um, so honestly, like video games have really helped me um, when I have been feeling burnt out. Um, any kind of mindless game um, allows me to just kind of take space for myself um, and still keep my mind engaged. Um, I, you know, I, I get bored very easily, like I said. So um, when I rest, like I don't know how to rest. Um, which is a a huge reason why I was burnt out before, because I just didn't know how to. Um, Because I don't know what to do with myself when I have space. And um, being able to play games um, have really helped me just, just be able to rest and still keep my mind engaged.
0: Anyone else? For me, I dived into
3: a different project. Initially, I would vary my tasks. So if I got burnt out with pixel art, for example, I'd, go to, I'd start writing, I'd go to writing. And if I got burnt out with writing, I'd go to conceptualizing skills, animations for the game and then you know just cycle through it. But then I got burnt out about the whole project. So I, what I did was I dived into a different project, which is, so I got into this game I mentioned earlier, First Soldier. And I practiced and I engaged with the community until people started recognizing me and uh, like I became a prominent player in the in our small community, uh, particularly in the Southeast Asia server. And then I made a YouTube channel I made some tutorials for it. you know' it's, it's a very niche, it's a very niche uh, content so it just gets like a few 100 views 80 views but people appreciate it and i enjoyed my time there uh, i still play it but now I, i'm less concerned about being the best and more like i just want to engage with the community so i try to attend the there, there's some community tournaments so i would rather be an announcer or a commentator in those tournaments than a participant but now I'm getting burnt out from that game, so I'm I'm playing other games uh, for chill. I'm not doing ranked mode in Wild Rift, uh, and now I'm also I, I'm now doing art streams in my Discord server in Lawmage Academy Discord. So I do pixel art there, and now that I have a new microphone, I can talk to the people who are watching, and I get like six view six people. Ooh i stream in discord okay i don't stream in twitch but there's like six people who regularly go there and i'm pretty impressed and proud that these people are willing to take one hour of their time to actually just listen and watch and chat a bit and that i'm very thankful to all of them because that helps with motivating myself that helps with my rut uh knowing that i have people to talk it's, it's just like hanging out you know in a discord call and you have people with you although they're all muted <laughs> they, they just chat in the in the channel but it helps me it feels like there's people there i'm hanging out with other people doing our own thing and and i enjoyed that and i think that helped my burnt out just varying your tasks and your projects and of course you know resting if, if you feel too tired about a certain task just rest uh, it's a different thing with the jobs right because you get burnt out from a job uh, uh what, what Emotionally, for me, my workload isn't that heavy. Unlike Puppet, you know, she's very busy with with stuff. I get a lot of free time, but mine is more emotionally draining. Uh, what I've learned is that you should practice mindfulness, breathing exercises, let the feelings flow, but also be patient with yourself. That you need time to to heal, as, as Puppet said in in the chat. You need time to heal, whether it's Stardew Valley or or Animal Crossing or any other activity cooking cleaning uh going out doing sports whatever you feel like whatever you feel like doing just do it whatever your mind tells you to do it i think that helps giving yourself space if you can afford it that, that definitely helps
1: yeah that reminded me of uh two different things again moonlit in our chat such a wonderful individual um uh They were saying that um, uh, they were talking to a friend and um, just doing something different out of the realm of what you were doing, kind of similar to what you were talking about, Jin. And it reminded me of painting. I I started painting, like, you know, with acrylic paints and things like that, like physical paint. And um, that really helped me too, just to find a different um, medium to express myself um when i was feeling burnt out um and then also i totally relate to the feeling of um having others or like streaming or having a community or somebody to talk to about whether it's about you know feeling burnt out or it's about whatever project it is um here at game raven like i um when i first started game raven the first year and a half like it was just me and I was doing all kinds of stuff and I did get burnt out um and everyone kind of rallied and having so many people a part of what we're doing has really helped a lot because when I'm not feeling well or when I'm feeling like burnt out from something there's somebody else who can step in and um and can take take the slack, and then also just be present for you. Um, I'm not the only one on our team who has felt uh, burnt out. We have had a couple, um, including Taz, actually, um, who have you know been honest about, hey, this is a lot, and I I'm just really tired. I don't think I can do this anymore. And everyone has been so supportive. Um, I just remember when, um, you know, we had a, a few people step down all at the same time. I just was distraught because I was like, oh, my gosh, is even going to, you know, stop being a thing? Um, and, you know, what am I going to do? And I realized that, like, um, there are so many people who are involved and so many people who care that not just one person has to do whatever they were doing. They can step back, have a break and come back whenever they want to cuz Game Raven will be here and there's always going to be someone who can um who can step in for you. Um and Sam, you're one of those people who uh stepped up and stepped in um to the role of being a podcast host and it has been so wonderful and absolutely amazing. Um and it's allowed, you know, um, us to just experience new things here on the podcast and to create new relationships and new friendships and um it's just it's really wonderful so community as well is is uh has been something that's really really important to me and then also what i've noticed with um others at game raven just being around other people who are excited about what we're doing can be really healing and then just knowing that you can take space and that you don't have to feel guilty and that it is completely natural to take that space and to need that space.
0: Oh, right. Taz, what helps you in your burnout?
2: Probably not the healthiest thing, but definitely like isolation. Like I, I mean, well, actually, I don't really know. Like I mentioned, this is kind of like my first real experience of burnout. So, um, I wouldn't say real experience. I want to validate my own experiences with burnout, but like for my first like major like I like I don't like stepping away from things, but that's what I'm doing in my in my life right now. Um, and it's a, it's a it's a huge step. It's a huge thing. Um, so I think at the moment I saw what Moonlit said about um kind of doing things outside of what you're doing. V- video games has always been a nice escape for me. Um, but, you know, Emily and I are part of this amazing, like, neighborhood family that I'm wanting to get more, not necessarily more involved with, but just, like, we we do bonfires. We, you know, summer's coming up. We're going to watch the moon. It, it, I, I want to experience more, like, social things, because especially, you know, COVID, you know, it was fine, because I was like, okay, I go to work and come home and play video games all day. I'm not going to go outside. I don't do that anyway. Um, but now I think right now my burnout healing is, Includes of more social activities, I think.
0: All right. So again, Puppet talked about again having like a little family, and again, I think I have like friends and people who really are close. So what should you do if you realize that someone in that circle is probably feeling burnout?
3: I'll go first then. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: my style is to
3: let them to me because i don't want to i don't want to like assume or force myself into their routine that's just me right <laughs> but if they come and they ask if they want to hang out because i have some friends like that i have uh, some close friends who are like that they go to my messenger but my facebook messenger or usually facebook messenger and they ask if i'm available or can they talk Sometimes I'm not available because I'm doing something where I'm also burnt out. So I, I tell them I'm sorry. But if I'm available, I do set aside some time and, you know, just let them vent out and things like that. And also respect what they're doing. So I'm also in charge of some interns for, for my work. so And I I, I can understand they're feeling burnt out, especially now with the elect- Philippine elections. There's no official results yet, but there's... You you can see some unofficial tallies already, and it's not good. Mm. So I understand. So I'm just giving them some space. I'm giving myself some space. (laughs) Even actually I'm too burnt out to work, I I get worried about what I have to do for work and stuff like that. But then I, I reorient myself and look at my actual workload for that day and realize, hey, it's not so bad. It's just a few hours. It's not even eight hours. So I think I could do this. I could put some errands in, in my schedule. Things like that. So so sometimes people people figure it out on their own, you know? But when it gets too much, uh, they can reach out to me and if I see them uh, that it's too much and they don't realize that it's too much, then I say something in a private message. I tell them that, hey, I think you're, you're you're getting burnt out, uh, if you need some help, things like that. That's when I offer if, like, they don't, they still don't realize that they're burnt out. Uh, so there, I give them some space and be present if they need me. That's it,
1: yeah. I think, uh, that's yeah, very similar to what, uh, I guess my reaction has been, um to those on our team that have kind of come forward and said, you know, hey, I'm, I'm feeling burnt out. I think first off, it's it's uh, most important um, if you're managing a team or even in your friend group or anything to catch it before it happens. Um, kind of what you were saying, Jen, uh, about just noticing when people have a lot on their plate and um, trying to delegate and manage that well. Um, Sarah, who's our executive director here at Game Raven, she is a godsend. Um, she is an angel. She is uh, our mama raven and um, she definitely helps me to say no because I have a hard time saying no. And um, I've learned a lot from her um, about how to um, just delegate and how to spot when people have too much on their plate. Um, she's she's really, really good at that. Um, so I really appreciate you, Sarah. Um, and Also, you know, when people when you do notice burnout, um, I I've had people either say things or not say things. Um, And either way, um, if if I do recognize it, um, I always try to affirm that they um, are worth more than what they do. If that makes sense, like um, I always tell people like you don't have to do anything to be around you can just be and that's okay game raven will always be here i will always be here um i'm not i don't have a relationship with you because you do things for us like that's not that's not what this is about you are a person and i see you as that person and um You don't have to, you don't have to earn that. You just don't have to earn the right to breathe and be here and be present. So I've invited, you know, people to be a part of meetings or um, just to be around in the discord or to chip in whenever they want to, or just to you know, float around and kind of lurk if they, if they need to or want to, they're still a part of the family, you know, like nothing that they stop doing is going to make us, you know, not appreciate them as a human being anymore. Um, and I do that because like in so many ways, I've been in so many positions where I give way too much and I get burnt out and my employer or, um, You know, I I worked in churches, worked, I volunteered in churches for a long time. Um, uh, And if you know anything about me and my family, um, my husband, my other husband uh, is a worship pastor. And, you know, he and I, that's how we met. That was the context that we met in and we got married in in the church. And um, as a pastor's wife, you are just expected to volunteer your time um nobody talks about pay nobody expects to you know they they never see you as somebody who can get tired or um who really needs anything because oh you're the pastor's wife you're fine like <laughs> and that you know that was a uh, that was that was really hard and and I think I needed someone to tell me that I could just be and I could just be present and that I didn't need to show up on Sunday morning at 7 a.m. to set up chairs every mm-hmm. time. Or I didn't need to lead worship um, every single Sunday and to host the Bible study on Wednesday night or whatever. You know, it, it could be anything. Um, it could be work or whatever. Um, I was also an EA for the longest time. And um being an executive assistant, you do everything and you're constantly working all the time. And like your value is in what you do. And, um, you know, it It really hurts when you realize like, oh, this is just a job and I'm putting way too much of myself in this. And I, I just really need somebody just to allow me to be a person and allow me to just be around Um so anyway, that's that's kind of like how I've handled um, anytime someone around me has felt uh, a burnt out, whether it's on our team or in our in our friend group, because that's what that's what I needed back then. Um, and so I'm just trying to to help those um, around me who are who are in that space.
0: Um, someone with a similar background, again, not being a pastor's wife, but the oh, really? <laughs> you know. You make
1: such a great pastor's wife, Sam.
0: In the cowboy church I went to, um which is a real thing, by the way, in the South, there is a cowboy church.
1: Whoa! <laughs> the, the, the
0: things you learn by growing up and being in Texas.
1: <laughs> wow,
0: cool. Um, but the burnout of just like life in general, where we, especially like in America, and I'm sure again, like. You watch enough things from japan japan has the same issue where your value what what is it oh, what is it that stupid thing about availability is your best ability that's what it is mm-hmm. you know where This is like when the pandemic started happening like it's weird to for me at least to look at certain people who are like oh, i don't know if you know i gotta go into work but my kids or i gotta go into work and it's It's when it gets to, again, quote, quote, being a job where it's like, well, if I take this day off, someone's going to get mad at me. Or if I take this day off, I, you know, the upper management won't see that I am um, here and available for them to give me said promotion to get more money, yada, yada. And that's one thing I do want to, you know, appreciate about the Game Ravens is there is nothing like that here. Right. Like there is no. Like, oh, my God. And Sam, have to do something for Mother's Day. <laughs> you know, like it's 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 nothing like that here. Which again, I appreciate that. I appreciate the the family, the the new, the new family that has brought me in. Uh, uh, but it it's like it's fun to be around these individuals. It it doesn't feel like there's a pressure there, which. In my humblest of opinions, like burnout can lead to resentment. That I'm so tired of working here. I'm so being in this relationship. I'm so tired of, I don't know, eating mac and cheese every day. I don't care. Like, it's you're burning out on that so much that every time I wake up to go to work, I'm already tired. Every time the person texts me, I'm already irritated. Every time someone's having to go do the thing, I'm already in a bad mindset before I even get there. And it leads to that then poisoning other things. Because again, again, just to use puppet as you're here, like I'm not mad at Puppet, but because I have to go to work and Puppet, you know, comes to work, like hi, <laughs> hi Sam. <laughs> <laughs> like comes to work and is like so cheery but I'm not in that mood because again I am burnt out at this job I'm now looking at this individual and being like why is she so happy like why are you just so happy go lucky to be here you don't know (laughs) and it just it leads to again looking at that and having it go in so many other things that don't even involve it where You have to step back and then if you have friends to say, Are you okay? Like again, I saw (laughs) Doctor Strange the other day. Decent movie. But the whole purpose of that is closure. It's are you okay? And the answer is, I'm working on it. Like that to me is one of those things, especially when you have friends that you kinda have to ask and then ask again to be like, don't don't give me just the thing I want. Because it's okay to not be okay. As cliche as that statement is. Like it's okay to be not okay. It's okay if you not want me to talk to me about that because maybe I'm part of the issue, that's fine. But acknowledging that and being able to come out and say, hey, this is a problem that I'm having. You know, I just like, I think, Tad, you said, like, I just need space. I just need space from you. I need space from the situation. I need a staycation from my job. I need, Lord knows I need a staycation from my job. <laughs> like, it's it's getting there and realizing that having that just open door policy that I want to have with friends, right, where it's, if it's 2 a.m. and you just need to talk, there's a good chance I might be up. You can text me and call me we'll talk about whatever it is if you just want to play a video game and act silly for an hour cool if you want me to be your distraction as i talk about dumb marvel things i'll do that (laughs) like being there for someone i think is so important because again not saying i didn't have this as a kid but like when you get to a certain part of your life you realize that life isn't really what they told me i was when i was when i was 12 in It's like, where well, I got responsibilities to do. Boo. Because <laughs> I think Puppet even mentioned it. Like, I've had a job ever since I was 15, I think. There is no time in my life that I didn't have a job up until, I believe, 27. And then 27, ew, I got, I guess, let's let go fired whatever and it was like the first time in my life of just having kind of nothing to do i wasn't in school i didn't have a job i wasn't doing anything else and it was like the realization of (laughs) i needed this more than i thought i did like i needed to not wake up at 6 a.m every day going to a job i kind of like that paid me kind of enough for me not to get mad at it and (laughs) and just having that realization it's like no i you know what? I liked my old job where it was like, "Hey guys, once a quarter, take a day." Here's the calendar. If you need to get away from Game Raven, if you need to get away from whatever job you're in, cool. Like I'm never going to look at any of you all and be like, "You know what Taz did? <laughs> he he left to go play Kingdom Hearts. Great. Tell me how it went." You know, kingdom hearts you got a demo of kingdom hearts 4 bet (laughs) like that's that sounds awesome you know like oh man jen's out here making another game and it's being featured on something and he wants to not do the podcast with us when we schedule him for that's fine like you know if, if jen said hey man it's like midnight here i'm tired okay
3: hey man
0: what time is it there now like it has to be like madly there it is oh, it's okay
3: it's all right
0: and i always just want to be there for that person right like whatever that role can be i think that that is something i would want to put myself in i think a lot of people here would want to do the same thing i can't help you i will help you if i can't help you i'll try to find someone who can or an area that can help you if it's professional help, great I have a friend who just found a great therapist she loves her that's awesome to me like lord knows I can only go so far with like just telling about random anime facts <laughs> but if you need someone else to talk to bet I'll help you find the person Like, we will go through the white pages that's sort the of thing, the kids still have white pages You just google now are we just googling things google they have a
1: website white pages and yellow pages have a website
0: <laughs> Ooh, I, mean, I want the i want the big thick book where you just have to flip through things and then you see like something for like mr jim's pizza and you're like oh mr jim's pizza that's not what i was looking for but thank you for this coupon <laughs> oh
1: man
0: anything else on again if you realize someone that you know um is having burnout what what should you do
1: yeah. I wanted to mention, uh, one last thing. Um, so, <laughs> and it made me think of it cause Sam, you were talking about resenting, you know, a, an individual in a relationship or whatever. Um, when you're feeling burnt out, um, I will be honest in the last, uh, month or so, um, my husband, um, had just an implosion and he just was like very burnt out because he had been like I was before working seven days a week and he was just going, going, going. And um, he he works um, at uh, Seattle Children's. So, you know, it's also emotionally um, draining for him um, and you know, he's also, he's still doing worship in churches and things. And, you know, for us, uh, that's also, there's a lot of trauma there. Um, and it's all just very draining. And so when he felt burnt out, um, he felt like I was part of, of his feelings too. Um, and that was so hard for me to hear that from him Um, because all I wanted to do was be there for him and to make it better and I had to realize that like I am part of of what he's feeling whether or not I'm doing anything actively to make it happen um he is associating me with what he's feeling right now um and it was heartbreaking um those couple weeks were awful um I'm not gonna lie they were really really hard um But I was just present, and I just uh, gave him space, and he took um, staycations from his work, and I just literally I wouldn't say a word to him I just would hand him food and uh, make sure that his clothes were cleaned and um, you know reorganize his his bedroom so he could walk around better and just silently just doing little things um, to make his healing process better and I had my own feelings about it Um, I had my own like you know, struggles because I felt like I was being blamed for something that wasn't my fault. And, um, I was being, you know, put into a position where I, I couldn't do anything. And that feels awful.
0: And we've kind of already kind of touched on it here and there through a lot of our answers, but what are some of the resources for those who might be experiencing burnout? Uh, puppet
1: Yeah. Um, so I am a big nerd. So um, <laughs> I found that uh, TED Talks, um, they have curated a list of 10 TED Talks um, that you can watch when you're feeling burnt out. And it's uh, it's all kinds of like, you know, different um Ted talks about stress or um, how to take time off or how to rest or um, the art of stillness. Um, And so, uh, yeah, if you just go to ted.com, you'll see they have lots of playlists and um, one of them is specifically for burnout, um, which is uh, very cool. Another way to rest, which is pretty like, you know, uh, well known is through meditation and just taking space and focusing on your breath and so and so on. Um, personally, I use an app called Calm um, to uh, you know just calm down. Basically, uh, they have different soundscapes and um, uh, they have daily um, meditations and things like that. So I've found that those um, those are really helpful just just to find space, kind of like uh, in a preventative way from being burnt out. Um, and then also I will say that, um, I think somebody mentioned it earlier. Um, but finding somebody to talk to, like finding a therapist or, um, finding some kind of professional help, um, is always, always good. Even for those of us who, um, don't feel like we're experiencing like, uh, emergency, um, it's always a preventative measure to, you know, go to therapy anyway. And um, there's another app uh, that is um, pretty popular right now called BetterHelp. And um, I have a couple friends who are using BetterHelp and they are really loving it. Um, It's a really wonderful app that uh, connects you with different um, professionals and um, you can do video visits with them or you can meet with them in person. Um, They help you figure out, you know, what your insurance covers. And um, there are also, you know, uh, my one friend, um, he sometimes just doesn't feel like talking. So he just texts with his uh, with his um, therapist because that's how he connects best. Um, Moonlit uh, also mentioned in the chat, um, there's Headspace and also Talkspace. Those are two other apps that are really great. So, there is an app for that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, there is. Also, if you have insurance, um, like I have Blue Cross here in Texas, once you like go into the website, It pretty much like points you towards, hey, we have a thing called like TeleDoc, which is very similar to again like Headspace and all those things, where you can virtually meet a doctor. There's a like in a post-pandemic world, I think a lot of people are pointing that direction of having the option to again meet you virtually. Again, if you have if you are lucky enough to, again, have unfortunate enough to have insurance, definitely go and log in, see what is and isn't covered. You, some might, you might be surprised what may be covered or not. Um, but also having these apps are really important. And also Puppet mentioned something earlier that, again, helps me out a lot as well. <laughs> Just cleaning sometimes also helps because again i forgot what it is but like if your room is cluttered then your mind is cluttered kind of mindset thing as well and having that burnout of just i i don't feel like i'm organized i don't feel that i have control of what i want to have control in and for me at least having like i'm going to clean right now like and i'm in that mode i'm listening to a podcast or music and got my gloves on i Digging into the <laughs> into the tiles mm-hmm. or whatever, like that can be very therapeutic for a lot of people. Of just having that mind space that my room is clean, like knowing that I've I finished this task. And I think that it's something that again, if you enjoy cleaning or just want to get, you know, that mindset. A lot of times, at least for me, if my room is dirty, I can feel like that pressure on that that. If I can get that clean, I have accomplished something. It doesn't have to be anything grand. It's just, hey, I made my bed today. Or I'm actually going to go to sleep at a reasonable time. Oh, man. Also, auto mentioned something a little bit earlier as well. Yeah, thank you, Otto, for being here. You're awesome. Mm-hmm. But, like, should we teach future generations about like burnout and all those things? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we should. It's <laughs> like, to me, There's so many things that aren't really taught in schools that are lacking, especially with like mental health in a general sense, like needs to be talked about. Like the pressure you put on like a school kid at like 14 who has to, you know, go to school eight hours a day, plus have homework, plus I'm in a sport or plus I'm in debate, plus, you know, my parents want me to have a job, plus, you know, whatever else is there and also make sure you're getting, like, at least eight hours of sleep at night and, you know, social with friends and it's just so much to put on a child <laughs> and say, oh, yeah, by the way, gotta go to college, too, and, oh, if you don't have the money, whoopsie-daisy. Like, it's so much. So, like, for me, absolutely, I think that should be taught in schools. I think this should be... Again, I know kids get, like, days off from school, but, like, there should be certain days where it's like, you know what, we're just going to Relax for today, cause you know what? We just had a big test, and the n- day after that, we're not gonna do anything. Like you guys can be on your phones, do whatever. Don't don't tweet about it. I guess I don't know. <laughs> but definitely, I think we should be teaching this to kids, so the next few generations won't have as like the what's the word I'm looking for. Wouldn't doesn't have like the stigma of oh, you're going to counseling oh, that means something's wrong with you. Yeah, something's wrong with me, just like it is with everyone else. I'm just the first one to actually admit it <laughs> that something's wrong and I'm trying to fix it. So definitely, I think that should be in schools. Definitely, I think that should be taught to, even maybe before school, like even with toddlers, like, yo, do you want to go outside? No, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you tired of this Barney show? I understand, you're burned out by it. I understand. Like, <laughs> Been doing this for thirty years. Thirty years. He he's a little tired. I know. I know. Let's watch something else. But yeah, definitely I think this should be in schools. So with that, this is the end of the podcast. I want to thank you all so much for joining me this week, virtually on the interwebs, and also through the podcast as well. I've been your host, Sam. You can find me on all social media: Twitter, Twitch, Facebook. Facebook, I'm not a boomer. Um, Instagram under Sam said it DFW. Uh, and Jen, thank you for joining us again. Jen, where can you be found?
3: Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Lawmage Academy or at Viridius Dev. I'm mostly active there,
0: and all my other socials are back there as well. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, it's been our pleasure, man. I again, it's been great. Puppet,
1: where can you be found? You can find me on all the socials um, at Puppet Master N. That's Puppet Master E-N. Um, and I stream on this channel on Saturday nights at 7 o'clock Pacific Time. So come see me for the spoopy indie games.
0: And Taz.
2: Yes, you can find me at tazt 3 on all the social medias. I stream for Game Raven Sunday nights, co-hosting Raven parties with Dark Isle tonight. For those of you on stream, we're going to be playing some Don't Starve Together. That's been a good time. And then Mondays, I also stream for GameRaven. And then upcoming developments have allowed me to stream back on my personal channel once more. I don't know what the schedule is going to look like for that, um, but expect some more personal content from yours truly. It gets a little, uh, a little hectic over there. You know, the censorship is off and you know who starts spitting words you know it gets crazy over there i am just kidding i have no idea what's gonna what, what's gonna happen but look forward to that i'm very excited so if you were first to hear about this Wait, way to be there but yes
0: i am clutching my pearls in anticipation
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, and as always you can find us on twitter facebook yeah, facebook instagram and now TikTok, that is at Game Raven Review, and also on Twitch, where our streamers will be bringing you different indie games seven days a week. That's right. On a Wednesday, you have nothing else to do right there. We're right there for you on Twitch. Again, at Game Raven Review. You can also find even more incredible indies at GameRavenReview.com. Also, if you like, join our Discord. A link to our Discord is right there as well. Thank you for joining us once more. Have a fantastic week.